L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically, historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear Washington, you do that again. John Adams, Thomas I, Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So Sorry, we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! I did it. I was in I was in my groove. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm kind of doing You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L-A-S. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome on in. This is Friends with Marketing Benefits, and uh, you're listening to us talk about marketing and funny stories. And I hope so. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I'm one of your hosts, Logan Adam Schultz, sitting across from another host, Craig Johnson, whose voice you just heard. Yeah, that's me, Craig Johnson, coming at you live and powerful through the, your car, probably. <laughs> or headphones. Or headphones. Right. Maybe you're taking out the trash. You're cleaning the kitchen. Maybe That's you're going for a jog. There you, you go. decided you really need some marketing tips on your jog. Good for you for taking a jog. I can't do it. <laughs> Awful. I can't think of a worse way to exercise than running. Speaking of people who love to run like crazy people. At Actually, least away from my problems. Speaking of people who like to run in place. Hey, that's uh, the name of my band. Here we go. Dude, oh. thanks for the plug. I feel like you guys always do a really good job of plugging my band on this show for yep. some reason. Well, we use your band as an example because people who you're, if you're running a if you're leading a band, if you're part of a band, you're part of a business. Yep. A band is a small business. And um speaking of which, you are Alex Schulte. Hi, I'm Alex Schulte. And you are part of a band called Running in Place. Yes, yeah, I am. So we often use your band as an example because it, and, it matters. And I will use that knowledge, and I take it, and I, and I, you know, we seem to not be growing as much as the advice would have it. But you know, we're, we're having a good time. Hey, it's early. It's early days. Exactly. You got time. Exactly. The twenty bucks Is, you've been sipping us has also helped us. I, I do I want to ask you, you. Can I ask you a question? You. The yeah. two of you. Sure. Who invited? Is there? Is it just me, or is there a fourth person? There's not, am actually. I, it might just be Am you. I seeing Who? this person? Nope. Did you hear that? Didn't what? hear that. Hello? Did somebody? Alex does have <laughs> Hi <a> there. <laughs> Alex has this weird ghost thing, though, by the way. Oh, this yeah. does. There is a ghost in TCR where we are recording this. <laughs> oh, That's 100%. I John Ralphio down the hallway. I said, hello. No, 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 no. And we'll then I heard, to... hello, back. We'll have to get into this on the... Update show. We'll talk about it. Um, we have a guest in the house. Uh, that's the nature of this show. It's friends with marketing benefits. So every week we have a friend on who shares their marketing experiences uh, from all different walks of life, all different journeys. Um, and our friend with marketing benefits this week is uh, extraordinarily talented, extraordinarily handsome, 
And I hear makes a mean burger. Jeremiah Murphy. Jeremiah, how are you? Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you. I'm fan- yeah, I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of yeah. course. You are, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, you are a- an incredible talent in the area. We met doing music. Um together and uh, you play with a number of bands in the area like we were just talking about they're a project that always needs marketing and positioning and and thinking about how you present yourselves to your community Um, but you also uh, still I guess somewhat recently there was a whole pandemic in the middle that makes time feel relative Um, you opened a restaurant uh, which is pretty great so I'm excited to have you on talking to you about all of your experiences and and just hearing how you've been because like I said there's been a pandemic in the middle yeah, yeah, we opened uh, two and a half years ago. Um, what do you want to know? I, I want to know everything. <laughs> How do you yeah. stay open during a pandemic? First off, tell us about this restaurant. Tell us what it is, where you are, what you do. Murph's Creamery and Grill. It's located in Toledo, Iowa. Uh, I grew up in Tama, the twin city of uh, Toledo, 50 miles due west of Cedar Rapids. Uh, grew up there and moved to Cedar Rapids uh, after graduating from high school and just kind of always wanted to have a restaurant. It was kind of a childhood thing, you know. Uh, wanted to start my own place and, and design my own menu. I feel and, like that's a common dream, right? I feel like a lot of people are like it's the American dream. Right? Start a business, open a restaurant, open a bar, you know, whatever it yeah. is. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. that Americans are the only ones who have this dream, but it's like the quintessential American dream: start my own business, buy a house. Start a family. Well, there's a lot of uh, maybe romanticism that goes with starting a restaurant or a bar. It's like, yeah, hey, everybody's going to love my stuff and I'm going to, you know, right. we're going to close and then I'm going to count the money and sleep on my pile of money and make my, <laughs> and, and treat myself to all this stuff or whatever. But, so that's uh, what happened to you, right? That's exactly that's what exactly happened. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> Food services. I can't wait to go to sleep on my pile of money <laughs> <laughs> tonight. My back problems are horrible, but boy. <laughs> it's worth it. But it's okay because I'm rich. Okay, and I can afford to pay for this. I'll buy a new back. It's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but food service is notoriously a very challenging industry. Oh, my, yeah, it's a wild ride. Um, like I said, it was uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, October of uh, 2018, uh, to be more precise, there was nothing going on uh, there. Uh, I mean, we're talking about marketing and everything, and uh, I kind of knew the market because I was from there, but I had been removed for close to 25 years at that point. And but I'd go back and see my family, and I knew what they had, what they needed, and they just they didn't have much. Uh, they had Hardee's an 80-year-old diner that was a shell of itself, and a couple of Mexican joints that weren't... Well, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> There's one that I really enjoy and one that I don't, and um, that's as far as I'll go with that. But they didn't, have, they didn't have an ice cream joint, and I think every town needs an ice cream joint. Absolutely. And a, a, Absolutely. a building came, uh, became available, and it was an old Dairy Queen. They had the ice cream machines and a big grill... And I thought, and my brother and I had talked about a number of different places over the years, Bar and Grill. Um, uh, you may be able to tell by my last name, Murphy. We were thinking maybe an Irish pub or kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Murphy being a very marketable name. Mm-hmm. Murphs, you know, Murphy's, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so it, we were thinking of the restaurant name that people already know. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, I've already memorized your restaurant's name before I even knew it existed. Yeah. Right? Oh, my town has a Murphs too. Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were thinking of along that lines, but but then this building 
uh, became available, and we thought burgers and ice cream—that's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> and like, it's never been done before. Wow! First thing, brilliant. You take over the Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wrote a menu, I named the place, and uh, we just and it just kind of started unraveling and uh, went to the it. it, it so many factors. I, we really got the building for a song because the guy who had it uh, was not the Dairy Queen. He had a, a another business, uh, kind of a burger and ice cream place, but it didn't go that well, and he wanted to unload the building, and so we got it for a, a great price. That was a huge factor. The equipment being included was a huge factor. Oh, yeah. The building for a song? That's yeah, a phrase I've never heard, and I'm kind of fixating on. Oh, right really? Now. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And the that. song was beautiful. "Afternoon Delight." It was like, <laughs> no problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got the place, and we just kind of st- we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, you know, we had a dream and some ideas, and uh, we're not going to fail. Kind of attitude. It's like th- that wasn't even an option. It's like we're we're going at this. Got all the stuff, you know, all the ingredients. And just started going at the menu. Like, well, we, we got to make this burger. I wrote this menu. I wrote these ingredients to this burger. Let's try this burger out. And um, it turned out really great. So we thought, well, I think we can open the doors. And it's been a wild ride. And uh, uh, it's going great to this day. I mean, just to touch on the success you have had, um, you do have one of the top 10 burgers in the state of Iowa. That is true. Technically, and that's not just me saying that. Scientifically, you are correct. Right. They they crunched the numbers. They put the burger into the rating machine, and it came out top ten. And who does those ratings again exactly? The Iowa Beef Council. Which, with a name like that, you know, there's no joke. There's legit. Sounds legit. There's legit. Pretty official. Yeah. Right the Iowa there. Beef yeah. Council. I, <laughs> like they, they're all like standing around like a circle around you, and they have like like little cow hats on. But they're like very serious <laughs> they, about yeah, it. They, they have like they, robes and stuff. No like, you, you should have see been them judged by the council. <laughs> you should see them when they walk in as a group. <laughs> they, they come in single file as a herd. <laughs> right? Do they do they need to be herded? <laughs> um, but congratulations on that. That's that's thank you, thank a, you. A huge feat and. It, one of my biggest life regrets at this moment is still not having been to Murph's. I've told you this a million times. I'm trying to get out there to, to make it. So, be there tomorrow. I will be there. I'll personally see. prepare your meal. Okay. Wait, <laughs> let's see. What day is it? What time? What do I have going on tomorrow? I might be able to actually make that work. Yeah. You got time. Oh, that'd be amazing. You got time. Because I, yes, and great, and great music. Play, it's, I and, also want to do it when you're there too, because yeah. because I, I just want that. Uh, you will have that, that extra giant, Jeremiah Murphy touch. I I can, uh, uh, you know, I stand by the the burgers that go out even when I'm not there. Of course, uh, but when I'm there, uh, it's just a little better. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, and and great music playing. I uh, uh, you know something that I take some satisfaction in is that it's the only place in Tama County that I can guarantee that you may hear some Bob Marley or <laughs> some Earth, Wind, and Fire or, you know, Ray, Char- yes. Ray Charles or, or what have you, you know, playing while you're enjoying the food. I feel like that, that has to be so powerful to be like, finally, I get to pick the music for this restaurant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Right. What's the Bluetooth to your speaker? Because <laughs> I'm putting my playlist in this right now. It's, it's, it's like having the aux cord in the car. No, it's right. It's, it's that. It's, it's that now, and, and it's forever. Big, <laughs> big power play. Like, this is my car now. Yeah. <laughs> big power play. It's it's fun. It's fun. So, um, 
I want to rewind just a little bit. We've been talking about brand quite a bit the last couple of weeks. It's kind of just naturally come up. Um, and and so I'm curious, as you're going through the idea of we're going to open a restaurant, we're going to do this thing, you know the name already because, you know, we talked about it. It's it's an all it's a oh, that's the right word. Uh, preemptively iconic, I think is what I want to say. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But how do you come up with the the brand? How do you come up with like how people are going to perceive you? You know what you're going to serve. You've kind of decided that already. Um, kind of burgers and ice cream, really classic, really American, right? Um, but how do you come up with the the brand, the imagery? How do you get people to understand what you're doing, and yeah. who you are? Yeah, and that and that was no big uh, uh, plan on our part. Uh, you, uh, you know, obviously the name was. Uh, bestowed upon me you know when i was born and it was, and thank goodness for that i mean you, you just can't escape the 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 familiarity of murph of the name murphy yeah um my brother who's also in on the business he had a good friend who is a graphic designer he came up with our our logo um uh kyle gibson a uh, great graphic designer and he used the classic red white and blue colors um, and it's it's a it's kind of a a, a bold looking logo you know it looks great on a road sign and uh, and like I said it was no great plan uh, we just kind of were we went for it we're just yeah we're going looking, at it I'm looking at pictures of it right now and it really like stands out nicely on that circular sort of mm-hmm. uh, signage that you have out front uh, yeah and yeah, it looks that, great that, on that's that. A, the, one of the old photos of our old red roof uh, when the derecho came through it blew our red roof into the next county. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> we replaced it with a uh, bright, shining blue roof. Ooh. And then we had some stickers made to uh, put on our ice cream pies. And we didn't even say anything. I don't know how this happened, but the, the, the graphics team that made our stickers put the outline of our roof in blue around the Murphs logo in the shape of the building, like our actual building, and it, it looks fantastic. And... Like, how did they know? You know somebody <laughs> saw something. Someone it, saw it. And some, they're like, oh, perfect. Someone saw it, made a decision, and it was brilliant. And like I said, it was no big, brilliant thing on our part. It just happened, and we were like, roll with it. This is great. Yeah. Well, one thing I think is great, though, is regardless of how much attention you put into that, that um, brand development, you really dove headfirst into it. I mean, I think going the extra step to put, you know, artistically unified stickers on your product is is a step in the right direction you're treating it as a very professional thing um you're you're very unified everything you know when i as a customer go to your website which i'm looking at right now and look through things you've got very professional photos um everything looks very clean like you've gone uh out of your way you you and your family as a team to portray professionalism and quality as part of your brand. Absolutely. Uh, and that comes, that influence comes from all kinds of places. I, I worked for years for, uh, Steve Shriver and Ecolips and of course uh, being part of a small business and seeing how they did things and how they developed things that how they got their ideas and how they used branding and, uh, the imagery and the, uh, how they presented themselves online, all that stuff. And, uh, that was like the standards. So I saw that and, utilize that when we were doing our thing and uh and it was it, it's it's really 
you know, it, it's, it seems so obvious once you do it. Right. It, it's like, of course we're going to use uh, these these stickers and you know, with our logo on, you know, but uh, if if you're just starting out and you're not doing that, you know, you might not think of these things because you're thinking of so many other things, especially in food service or a restaurant. There's a million and a half things that you're worried about before you even open the door. The last thing you're worried about is your logo on the on the pie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does the burger taste good? Ex- ex- yeah. Exactly. Uh, but there's all those little things. And uh, I, it was just kind of in my mind, you know, like I said, just working with uh, Ecolips, a, 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 a wildly successful local small business. Uh, and I don't know how small they are anymore, but uh, but they were they did a lot of the those things correctly. And I wanted to, uh, you know, get some inspiration from that, of course. Well, I, yeah, you see, I was having some thoughts, um, um, but I am forgetting them because Corona, not the virus, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the beer, delicious the, the, the Corona, the Corona I'm drinking. Right Everyone now. listening for a second was like, oh my god, hashtag not a sponsor. It affects the memory too. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to this small room with us where we're not wearing masks. By the way, surprise. Um, um, so yeah, I think a lot of people. Something people get caught up on is is. Working on, you know, if it is a band, you're like, okay, well, let's make sure the songs are, are good. And you spend a lot of time in rehearsal. If you're a restaurant, okay, let's make sure the food tastes good. But what does it matter if nobody knows about it? So that branding is so essential and so important. And and I think, myself included, I forget to, like, go back and market these these products I'm trying to sell, like my band. You know, we spend all this time in rehearsal, but then we forget to make sure that people know about us. So our songs sound great. But we've never really gotten over that that hump. You get to the show and you realize you forgot to tell people it was happening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh-oh. Right, right. When my own mother's like, you had a show tonight? I know like, uh, yep, I, I messed, messed up. up. Yep. I know I messed up. So when did that moment come for you when when it was like, okay, the burger's good. We need we need to find a logo. It's time to like actually start making this into a business. Was that a thought that you had, or is that something that somebody else brought to you? Um, how how does that whole process come about for a restaurant like Murph's? Uh, my brother actually, he's his mindset is more in that that realm, uh, uh, the marketing and uh, and all that. The burger tasting good is definitely more my area. Um, and I actually had a conversation with you, Logan. Uh, we we went out for lunch, and uh, I think I had a conversation about uh, starting a website and everything. And and you you said it, it it's essential. You just have to. And and I think it was within a couple of weeks. We're like, we have to get a. We did the website. We got our signs on the on the highway on those blue mm. billboards. With you know, we're this next exit. You have your Quick Star and your Hardee's and your Subway and Murphs. And so we got a yeah. picture on there, and. Um, all those things, uh, kind of in conjunction, the website, the road signs, we we saw the effects almost immediately. Uh, the, the awareness, you know, and and in coming into this, I, 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 w- I was thinking about that the that the marketing thing has never been my strong point, even with the music stuff. Uh, I'm not a great self promoter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my basis has always been. The product, you know, especially with Your music. basis as a bassist, you mean, Jeremiah? But nice. Uh, uh, excellent play for, on for words For those that don't know Jeremiah, though, he is one of the best bassists in the whole state of Iowa. I do not 
You won't claim that, but I'm going to claim it. You're fantastic. We'll claim it for you. You're incredible. Incredible. So, um, when it comes to music or burger or what have you, uh, I make sure that the product um, speaks for itself. Um, and that's how I... M- if I if there was any kind of marketing that I ever did as as a musician was I showed up and and took care of business, that was it, right? And then I let the word of mouth take care of itself, and that wasn't even anything that I planned. I just thought if I'm going to get gigs and if I'm going to play professionally and if I'm going to do this with my life, which is what I wanted to do, uh, I have to play with as many people as possible, play as many kinds of music as possible, and show up, take care of business. Leave everybody happy, leave them glad that they work. You know, I got to be a pleasure to work with, of course. And 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 they can look back at what happened and be like, "That was great." Who do we need as a bass player next time? Let's call that guy. Right. And that's how I left it. And that is essentially how I became the uh, working musician that I am today. Is taking care of business and. yeah, making sure people remember my name right. when I it, left. It's the big, it, the big two for me is is uh, when when you're hiring someone or trying to get yourself hired is making sure that you're you can do the job, and two that you're not a pain in the ass to work with, right? Yes. Key, um, key. I've seen a lot of great players lose gigs because they were just a pain in the ass. Right, right. And honestly, that's something I, I struggle with. Like I, I think I'm being I'm a pain at, in the ass. <laughs> my, I, had, I had to throw it in. I'm no, sorry. my my time management is a pain in the ass for people. So like uh, uh, with this Bruce Moore show, <laughs> I was late to that so freaking often that Jeremiah and I just did a show together at Bruce Moore to to reopen everything, and and you know marketing wise, that's anytime you work with. Bruce Moore or any of those established companies, SPT Theater, the marketing just takes care of itself because companies like that have a following already. So sure. the second you sign up for the gig, the show's sold out. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to worry about it at all. That's great. <laughs> but but back to the point, though, yeah, it's 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 leaving a good imp- impression, not just excelling at the content, not just making the best burger ever, but you can't show up late. You yeah. can't be a jerk to yeah. work with. You got you got to be able to take direction. There's so many things. I think a lot of people tend to overlook the fact that you you kind of got to sell yourself a little bit because I I mean going to art school I ran into this a lot of people who were amazing artists but boy howdy if they knew how to get rid of any of it to anyone cuz they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, but it's so good. People just want to." I'm like, "Yeah, but no one knows who you are." at all like right. it's like the, if no one knows that you're amazing at this no one's gonna buy it right but how do you change that you know exactly especially when when you're not super into self-promotion yeah. you know for me personally it feels like it always feels a, little, a bit inauthentic to be like hey i'm starting this thing you should follow me on this thing yeah it's hard i i don't want to i don't want to like underplay that like it, it's genuinely difficult to sell yourself like especially for a lot of people who have sort of like imposter syndrome and stuff like that They're like oh, yeah but no one wants gosh. it anyway so why would i sell it but, imposter uh, syndrome that's ugh, that's my rough, big buzzword rough. these days i hate it yeah. <laughs> and and it's it, it's tough because of uh, that very subject you know there's a million books that have been written Seminars given, people talking about it, podcasts recorded, and yep. and everybody discussing it. It's like, how does it happen? Uh, and for me, I mean, quite simply, uh, well, not quite simply, far from <laughs> actually, but uh, but in my mind, what I always concentrated on was the best burger I could do, the best performance I could give. So people walked away saying, 
I liked that. I want more of that. Sure. How do I, you know, what's the information I need to get so I can get more of it when I need it? Um, and so far, so good. Yeah. So uh, I'm loving all of this. We kind of have two major threads that we're talking about right now in this episode. One being um, the kind of thread between product and then brand and not just brand awareness, but brand consistency. So I want to come back to that in a moment. It's huge. And then also the idea of self-promotion and networking and what that all means. And these two things actually funnel together really, really well. And I want to tie those things back together through your experience with Murphs, through your experience as a musician. Um, and we're going to keep talking about it, but I'm not going to tie those together until after the mid-roll break. So... Um, we're going to take just a minute to check in with a couple of sponsors. When we come back, we're going to chat about all of that and more with our friend with Marketing Benefits, Jeremiah. So stay tuned. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... I'm Alex Schulte. And I'm Jake Trumper. And this is the promo for our brand new podcast, One Word Stories. Where we take one word. Like fear. That's kind of dark. Or spaghetti. Well, I don't know if we're going to do an entire episode about spaghetti. Are you hooked yet? I hope so. Whoa. I just noticed that we keep speaking in unison. How do we stop? Oh, wow. It's still happening. Okay, what just happened? I don't know. It's like we've been spending way too much time together and we're starting to finish each other. I quit. What? I just don't get it. What's not to get? So I just get one word and talk about it? Who cares? I care. Give me a word. Middle school. That's two words. You get the gist. Okay, one time in middle school, a girl hid in the bathroom during the school dance specifically so I wouldn't have to ask her to dance with me. Okay, I'm starting to understand why you didn't want to do this. One Word Stories. We're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Okay, okay I, I think, think that, that was, was a good take. take. Wait, Wait, no. Why does this keep happening? LAS. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpathan Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eyelash? L-A-S. Welcome on back, friends. This is Friends with Marketing Benefits, and we are chatting with our friend, Jeremiah Murphy, about Murph's Creamery and Grill out in Toledo, and we're also talking about uh, being a solo musician, and we've been talking about brand, product, networking, and self-promotion. It's a lot of things, but I do think they self-inform each other into how we can be great at what we do. Um so I was listening to you talk in the first half quite a bit about really focusing on delivering a great product. And certainly that's... I was listening too, for the record. <laughs> I think if anybody. anyone's listening, 
that they were listening to. <laughs> I think everyone, if you're listening now, you might have been listening before. You might have been listening. It's weird to like, open up a podcast and then skip halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's just like, what do they say at about the 20-minute the mark? Some weird that stuff. Sweet man. spot. Yeah. That's so uh, sweet. you were talking a lot about offering a great product, right? Making a great burger, being a great musician, right? And that's certainly the foundation of whatever you're trying to do. If you don't have a great product, you're not going to have to reevaluate, right? Fundamentally, I don't think all the uh, great logos and marketing and website is going to save anything if if you're if what you're offering isn't something people find value in. You know? Certainly, take Amazon for example. Actually, they've got a terrible website. It's so bad. I, I every time I look at that website, I die a little inside. I'm like, these <laughs> Amazon's website. These people have so much money, and their website is, it is so ugly to look at. Yeah, so hashtag ugly not a sponsor. I hate it. <laughs> Everything about it. This is, a, this is an un- endorsement <laughs> against <laughs> unendorsed. This is anti-endorsed. <laughs> we, do we have to pay Amazon money now for that? <laughs> Wait, are we cutting our ties with Amazon? Wait. Are we cutting our It's Prime Day tomorrow right as of recording. With Jeffrey Bezos? It's Bezos seems about to call us up. He's like, not anymore. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the trip to Mars is delayed. Uh, <laughs> That's so you, okay. I'm friends with Elon or something. I don't know. Elon or something. You're offering a great product, right? No matter what you're doing. And that's fantastic. That's a great place to start. And then we talked about brand awareness, right? It was, it was um, putting the logo out on the sign. Um, the getting people there, getting them to understand what you're about, what you're doing. But one thing that I noticed, I want to push that idea that we were talking about a step further and focus on brand consistency. Because we talked about putting the sticker on your ice cream pies, which is sounds incredible, by the way. <laughs> I need an ice cream pie. Um, but you have these great branded stickers that you put on your product. And that's not for brand awareness. That is not getting a new customer in the door. What you're doing with something like that is you're really offering a branded experience. So when somebody comes in, they are having a fantastic experience from start to end, and they're associating all of that with you and with your brand. And when they take that pie back to their house, they're going to remember it. When they take it to that you know party and that get-together, those people are going to remember it. And so you're creating an experience that goes far beyond just the burger, right? And I think that's also true of you as a musician and as a bassist because I, I've known you for a while. I know that you're incredible. But as you were saying, your brand is not just being incredible, but it's also being a great person to work with, right? And, and, and being very passionate and caring. And all of those things are brand elements because that's part of who you are and what you bring to the table. And so when I think about, gosh, my next music project, when I picture, you know, the, the next concert I'm going to put on, the benefit concert, whatever it's going to be, right? Whenever I think of a bassist, I only think of Jeremiah because yeah, I, I know the music's going to be great. There are a lot of great musicians in this area. Jeremiah right? actually turned me down. Can we talk about that for what? a second? Yeah, please. What was that? Not, <laughs> not really. Um, so, okay, when we first started the band, uh, right, 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 right. The third member of our band, who was also our bassist, didn't want to be in the band anymore. He just wanted to be a producer. So he was leaving. We were like, "Hey, we need a bassist." So I came up to you. I was like, "Jeremiah, we want a ba- We need a bassist, and it's you. I want you." And you said, "No, Alex, I hate you." And then you spit in my face and you walked away. That's good brand. Those were the dark good days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that no, you, you I, caught me at a time when I was 
just so too, busy. Too damn busy, yeah. You, I do remember that. For the record, everything I said was fake uh, <laughs> after me asking. He did not say no and then spit my face. Jeremiah, what's the most bands and or musical projects you've been a part of at one time? Oh, um, uh, well, I had mentioned I was working with uh, Eagle Lips, and I was let go. Um, no... And th- it was actually the, one of the greatest things that ever happened because um, it really pushed me off the into the deep end. And I was like, OK, I, I need to make something happen. So I joined every band I could and took every gig I could take and said yes to everything because I had to, you know, I had a, a two year old son at the time. And uh, I didn't want to go back to punching a clock and, and as not that there's anything wrong with that, but I knew that it wasn't for me. Uh, I loved Ecolypse. Uh, Steve is one of my great friends. That's a great business. You're in a band with Steve. Yeah. Um, well, that's right. I saw you guys. Bands. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Doctor's, yeah, the, uh, doc, the Olympic. Doctor Z's experiment, yeah. Um, but even that great job, which I had a ball at working, you know, I had so much fun there. Even that, pulling up to that cherry building every morning, and I would be sitting in my car before I had to go in there thinking, what am I doing? I, that just wasn't for me. I had to create something for myself. So when they let me go, it, it forced me to make something happen. So I took everything I could take, and I think at my, when, at my busiest, I was 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there projects yeah because i would have my folders uh, in my music room in my house and whatever i had coming up that weekend i would get those charts out those folders i was like okay i have a i have a, a, a dr z's on friday and i have a logan adam schultz gig on saturday and a, this thing on thursday maybe a, a one-off a craig erickson gig or or whatever it was uh bamboozlers uh, a country band called stampede uh uh or if it was a, a public property reunion gig, whatever it happened to have been, I would get my charts, whatever I was doing that week, I would focus on that and I would do those gigs. And then the next week I would put those charts away and get out my next folders. And I had five, six folders with at least two or three projects in each folder. And I would, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of tunes to keep straight. So yes, I use charts. Uh, when I have to, because uh, <laughs> um, you don't know them all off the top of your head. Most of them now, yes. <laughs> but but like uh, I was okay, kidding. But I'm okay, sure. like a, like a couple months ago, this was this is no joke. Um, uh, when the governor lifted the the bans on the live music thing and the bars were opening up and everything was happening really fast, and I was taking every gig I could. Um, and I even think I posted on Facebook about this. Uh, 108 songs learned this week. I'm back. I'm definitely back at it. That kind of thing. Uh, wow. And it was that's incredible. This band, wow. this band on Thursday, this band on Friday, this band on Saturday, uh, and it's usually like forty songs a gig. You know, uh, uh, three or four sets, four hours. Uh, it's a lot of tunes, and um, and it's a lot of stuff I usually don't listen to, so it's I don't have it internalized. You know, if it was, uh, you know, <laughs> any number of things, I I could have it, but when it's a lot of modern pop music a lot of modern pop country especially uh i have to jot that down and once i take a glance at the chart i'm good 
It's like, oh, uh, and, and there's the opening figure. Okay, I'm good. But I just have to have that chart. So um, charting uh, uh, tunes is, is, is a big part of that, you know, keeping just the sheer amount of uh, uh, tunes straight. Uh, you know, learning hundreds and hundreds of songs in a year is, is not a thing for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's the gig, you know. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I don't even know what you asked either. I was just in a trance. Like how many how, how many how projects, projects was I in? Yeah. and I think you've proven the it, point, right? Yeah, it was yeah. twelve to fourteen at, at when I was at my busiest. Yeah, because you were a really busy guy, and people wanted to work with you. You know, and uh, and then you've only gotten busier now that you've added your own business on top of that. I want to take all of what you just said and and push you a little bit. Please do. Um, the last time I saw you, you were playing with the Bamboozlers, um, who was f- fronted by um, my co-host from uh, from the podcast From One Dad to Another, Tim Arnold, uh, who was by Tim Riven on stage. So I was out there seeing you guys, and you were great, and I was talking to you afterwards, and we were talking a little bit about what a Jeremiah Murphy project might look like, if that were to ever happen. You are somebody who is so great about working with others and and being a freelancer you come in organized and professional and you offer a great product right we talked about that but i'm curious if you've thought about this at all because now i'm thinking about murph so i'm thinking about everything we talked about what happens when if you were to have the opportunity to create your own musical project and take that out what does that look like from from a messaging standpoint, from a brand standpoint, what is what is something like that? Where where would you start with something like that? An experience like that, taking everything that you've known now, and I'm still developing that. Um, anything that uh, anybody knows of me is from other people. You, oh, you! I saw you play bass for them, or oh. I saw you play with them. Exactly. Um, or you, I've had your burger at Murphs. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. The and the music my musical project and you know we talked about this and I'm still in the stages of putting it together um, and exactly that I'm still developing that and what it will look like is uh, uh, I can't wait to see that because uh, <laughs> I have I have no doubt that whatever product you come up with you're gonna nail because that's where you start right you're a, I'm gonna make this burger incredible type of guy but I wonder you know what what does that look like? If I go to a Jeremiah Murphy show, what sort of experience well, am I going to have? What, what can I assure you that it will be real? Um, it will be honest. Um, anything I've ever done, uh, that's and that's really the basis of everything. Um, when you go to Murph's and you have my burger or when you come hear me play, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear... Uh, the kid who grew up on Third Street in Tama. You know, you're going to hear all that stuff that I went through and the, the 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 hardships and the joys and the dizzying highs and the terrifying lows and the creamy middles. You're going to hear all that because, <laughs> because I that's what I want you to experience. It's like if you're going to have me, you're going to have me right in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have my saw, my the Murph sauce, which uh, you're going to have it that's going to be running down your chin and in your chest and on your chest here, and you're going to be wiping it up. And, um, uh, and, and the music especially. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I love Murphs, and I love food, and, and that's a childhood thing, but 
the music thing is is way heavier. That's that's a I mean that's a, the that's a deep deep uh, core thing for me because uh, that's really where I come from. That's really who I am. Uh, I mean that stems from my dad being a jazz drummer and my dad being or my grandfather being a Dixieland trumpet player and and all my uncles being musicians and my family coming. Uh, they're all musicians, you know, that's where I'm at. So when you see me play, you're really seeing and hearing and feeling me and the way I articulate notes and the way I stop and start a song and all that stuff. And that can be attributed why people hire me because they're getting real. They're getting as real, as real as I can get They're Uh, uh, and so that's what you would get at a uh, Jeremiah Murphy show. I, I um, think that's that's totally it. And I see all of that in in Murphs from the way that you're, you know, you stand by your burger. Your website has this hometown kind of family feel. You know what you're doing, and then you show up there and you're hearing Bob Marley, <laughs> right? I mean, that's awesome. That's Completely that's real. Authentic, yeah. And uh, and the way that you you're playing bass for one of my shows, <laughs> and we get to um, Anthony's song. <laughs> and you're taking your shoes off and you're playing your bass behind your head or you know it was crazy it's crazy that's real i love that one of the most amazing mm. things i've actually seen from you jeremiah is uh, what was the song that you and jane peeney played at that bruce morse show so then this oh. song jane peeney who's a local um singer one of the heads of spt theater speaking of iconic yeah speaking of local legend icons yeah yeah i mean she she was yeah, in liars fantastic. theater um, she's done a lot of really amazing things here, and but the, uh, I love this song. That, what what was the song that you did? I can't even. Gosh darn, I'm, I'm terrible bum, title. Bum, with bum, t- bum, bum, yeah, bum. I could play it for you, but I'm, I'm terrible with titles. So so in this song, the whole band dropped out. There was no there was no instruments at all besides Jeremiah on the bass and Jane Peeney on the vocals, and just watching that dance, listening to that dance between the two of you, was to me, more powerful than any of the other songs that we did in that entire show that included all Frankenstein, of, <laughs> all of the other very, very talented <laughs> musicians. Extra- oh. Gerard Estella, are you kidding me? He's an actual genius. You know, um, there, there's Greg Cans on the drums. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Joe on the, what's Joe's last name? Joe. Who played, who played a guitar for us. I don't, I wanted to give him oh, a Jim, Jim Coates. Oof. Oh, Jim. Wow. I don't know why I was thinking like Joe Coffee, oh, nice. but that's the guy that's on Steve Shriver's podcast. Joe Jim Coates. Jim Coates is also an It's Sunday night and we're drinking, so it's And that it's, was it's also cool. in my defense, that was the first time I've ever met I've ever met Jim. Um but and he's and he's fantastic too. Jim is lovely. And I'm not yeah. trying to take anything away from those musicians. But when it was just you and Jane, it was something that was really special. Well, I appreciate that. It's one of those uh, things that gets you on the edge of your seat and you just kind of lean in to listen a little harder. And I I hadn't done that uh, much before, uh, and that was kind of a challenge presented by Gerard. Uh, uh, he was playing uh, weeks prior, and we were actually talking about my future uh, solo thing, whatever, however that might uh, you know come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, here's some of the songs we're going to come uh, do for this upcoming show. And he played me that tune mm-hmm. uh, that I was going to do with Jane, and... And he's like, it's just going to be you. No, no other instruments. And, and I immediately started thinking, well, how, am I go- how am I going to approach that? And then, uh, you know, I uh, took the track home and listened to it. And 
and start kind of uh, visualizing how you know how what I'm going to do and uh, and it it was it was great uh, having Jane you you. you and and I I always feel this way when everybody says uh, oh th- th- this was great or it, it was great because the other people made it what it was and 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 Jane obviously did her part uh, um, you know not too many people would have been able to step up and complimented that kind of thing right, like that right that's what makes her her um, but yeah it it was it was a challenge uh, especially electric bass guitar and and voice is a tough thing to wrangle in and and get someone's attention with. I mean, it could be very lame. Is <laughs> the electric bass guitar <laughs> is very easy to uh uh to not do much with. Uh, but you know, I, I threw in the chords and you know uh, uh some uh rhythmic chordal things and and it turned out great. Um, understatement yeah um with with a with a powerful vocalist uh of joining me uh, helped mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. i love all of it um what's next for you what's on your docket we're heading into summer i think we're we're about to step into july so we're there we're in summer yeah um post pandemic what do you i mean you've got to be booking music gigs like crazy yeah uh unbelievably busy summer uh i I stopped taking gigs as as a matter of fact i had a call yesterday for a gig i get i get these random calls got your number from so and so can you do this date and i had to stop taking because if i was going to see my family at all this summer i just had (laughs) to stop yeah um murph's um obviously i'm we're going to try to take that to the next level if that's even possible i mean we're just incredibly busy um, yeah, how do you but, expand on something that's already so successful? We're we want to introduce new products. How do you how do you fill it more? Yeah, it's already full. N- new products. How uh, do you buy uh, another building for a song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what song are that, you using to buy? it? That later? is the key. Um, what this time? Yeah. Afternoon delight. <laughs> how can you top that? Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, what's next? Where where do you go from here? Well, I think I want to concentrate on that Jeremiah Murphy solo show. Um, I have another project uh, with uh, Billy Satterfield, local uh, guitarist, and Nassau Cooper on vocals. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have my very good friend, Brian Cooper, who's going to be on drums. And he's actually a, a Toledo guy. I grew up with him. Fantas- beautiful drummer and my blood brother from back, from way back. And I rarely get a chance to play with him. He's going to play drums, so I'm going to really have my heart in that. Um um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen in the fall or the spring, but, uh, just kind of depends on the availability of everybody else. Cause I know everybody's summer's pretty crazy with this, uh, with everything opening up and the, right. the, 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 f- the furious. Everyone's uh, schedules are filling. The yeah. Very yeah, the, quickly. The f- yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. many gigs coming in hard and fast. So I don't know if it'll happen in the fall or the spring, but that is what I'll really devote my attention to. As the gigs come in, I'll do my learning of a hundred gigs here or a hundred songs <laughs> here and there. And that'll happen. Cause that's 18 or whatever you said. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, that hundred gigs is too many gigs. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, that right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hundred songs. If I have to learn 100 songs in <laughs> July, I'll do it because that's even, what I do. Not even that many days left in the summer, Jeremiah. You can't do it. 
Stop filling your schedule so much. Don't say can't. <laughs> Half of those songs have the same chord progression anyway. It's a that is true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's when that second verse comes around and has that little lick in that everybody's ear needs to hear. Right. You got to have that little thing. So right. That's the product. That's the that's that's the it. product. As when, when with the musician thing. When you have to learn that pop country tune, and you're like, okay, here's the one, six, four, five tune that I've learned a million times, but yep, on course, this tune, the one, six, four, five tune, of course, yeah, yes. well, the the, the, the I chords, ab- absolutely know what that means. Uh huh. Is that it? Uh, I don't. I don't know what that it means. is. It's the million dollar chord progression. It's like the the guys have the video where here's 180 songs set to this one chord progression. It's it's the chord progression. Uh, but on this particular whomever pop country tune on the second verse this little bass figure happens and it really catches the listener's ear it has to happen so i make sure that happens and when i do it i notice the lead singer from whomever band i'm sitting in with they turn around and look at me like yeah you got it and then later they're like oh and i noticed in that song you got the little thing and i just loved it so much and what are you doing in july you know, and yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, it's the little things. It's That's the, the moment they decided I'm going to hire him. It's the details. It's the little details. They make so much difference. Uh, whether it be food, music, uh, it's all those little things that add up to the experience. You know, you you make some somebody feel something. That's what they remember. Right. What they feel. They don't remember. You know, they, they it might catch their eye, might catch their ear, or whatever. But how you made them feel. That's what they take away. And that's what gets the repeat business, I've found. Right. In any field, really. Uh, Any of the fields that I've, I I can't speak for anything else, but anything that I've done, if you can make somebody feel something, they come back and say, I want to feel that again. Yeah. What are you doing in July? I love it. I love it so much. Um, Alex, before you go to wrap us up um, from a producer's Like a tight little blanket, yes. That's right. Um, (laughs) Give me a real quick takeaway from, uh, from something from this episode that I learned something that you learned oh, we're doing that on this podcast now too What's a, give, me, give me a quick summary you're gonna know so much by the I end I feel like this. at the end of so many shows that I'm on we go Alex what did you learn today I'm like I was daydreaming the whole time <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't hear any of it um, um, I guess so I think I think the really important thing and it is the, the point we're going out on is is the emotion the feeling that you leave people with um, and that's something I've thought about quite a bit but, but I, I would like to reiterate that that how important that is to instill a sense of emotion into anything you do, whether it's comedy, whether it's burgers, whether it's music, whether it's sports, it's art. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or whatever you do, Craig, whatever I do. (laughs) (laughs) Looked at me and he's mentioned everything. And I'm like, I'm like, like, and art. Craig's like, and you're like, and sports. And I was like, graphic design. (laughs) Yeah, that's important. So, um, but I also took away the fact that I need to go to Murph's tomorrow. It's got to happen, uh, Craig. Give me a give me a quick takeaway from uh, our time spent with our friend. I see. Okay, I did not sign up for this. I did not. <laughs> I know sign up this is this wasn't discussed. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I can't. What'd you learn, Craig? I What'd you learn? make make me feel something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, see. I was going to say what Alex was going to say. No, I can't say. He See, took my yeah, thing. I, I just repeated the last thing that was said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was I'm really part. feeling good about this segment. Um, <laughs> uh, here's what I took away. Um, not just the making people feel something, but I loved how you said, when you put on your show, the Jeremiah Murphy show, the project, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be real. 
it's going to be real for you. And I love how that ties into um, that brand consistency that we were talking about. Because you are real from front to back, right? And when you put something out, it is real. And when you're at Murph's, you're getting a real experience. You're getting all of that front to back. And I, and I love I love the way you put that together. Um, I think it's great, man. And, and that's what I love about you. So well, thank you. Um, glad you were on the show. You good? I'm good. Are you good? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yes, you are great. Um, If people want to hire you to be uh, in their music project, uh, how would they reach out to you if you're ever (laughs) free enough? So that you can say, no, I have a family. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jeremiah Murphy's currently taking bookings. Uh, 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 Facebook? I mean, just look me up or... uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't. I don't have all the stuff that people have. I really don't. Um, you well, don't I, need it. You know what? We're, we're gonna throw a link to your website to the Murphs website. Oh, yeah. In, into our uh, into actually, our bio a lot of episode. people do that. They message me through Murphs. So uh, I was gonna say that's too, one way. And then yeah, make sure you mention Murphs and how people get in touch. Murphs Creamery and Grill, Toledo, Iowa. Uh, Jeremiah Murphy. Uh, there's not too many of us around. Uh, Top ten burgers in the state. Come and get it. Maybe we'll do an LAS meetup at Murph sometime. That'd be cool. A meetup. Oh, please do. Hey, please where do. We eat meat. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, let's. We should do that. We should go and record an episode there. Let's make it happen. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to Friends with Marketing Benefits. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find this show fresh, uh, right off the grill, every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Stick with us. We have more episodes, more friends to hang out with. Um, You can find out all about us uh, by supporting us on Patreon as well, where you can get bonus content, uh, exclusive shows, all the great stuff. It's how we make this all run. So please support us over at patreon.com slash LAS podcast network. Jeremiah Murphy, thank you again. Cheers. Cheers to you, my friend, and cheers to you, listener. We'll talk to you next week. L-A-S.